So stay standing. We're in Psalm 134. If you don't have a Bible, there is a Bible in the seat in front of you, uh, and that text is on page 519. 519. I'm just waiting until I hear everybody's pages stop turning. It's very nice. All right, Psalm 134. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. This is the reading of God's word. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you that we could be here and learn from your word and your truth this morning. And Lord, thank you that we can even fellowship with others who know you. Lord, we ask that you speak through Pastor Nathan this morning, that you bring us your truth through him. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for standing with us. You may be seated. Um, wonderful to, to have everyone here today and good to see you. And I'm excited to be in the final chapter of the Psalms of Ascent uh, again, which really been just a, feels like at, at different points we've been along the journey with uh, the pilgrims of these Psalms. And so um, this morning it concludes um, in, in Psalm 134, and here's, here's something really cool. Um, it doesn't conclude with this massive, lengthy, long thing of here's all the things that you better know and here's all the things that if you didn't catch, uh, you just don't have the eyes to see. Um, it, it concludes with a very simple truth for us, namely uh, that we offer praise to God and in turn we receive blessing from God. Um, that, that as we venture, as we um, seek as a people, as we pursue the presence of God, um, this psalm assures us that as we seek the presence of God and when we praise the name of God, that in turn we are blessed by him. Real simple truth, right? Uh, you, you, surely if you are anywhere near social media or TV these days, you have seen uh, your share of hashtag blessed things, right? Um, we're not talking about hashtag blessed, okay? We're not talking about the Lamborghini life or the Maserati life um, or the beach life or anything like that. We are talking about a kind of blessedness that the Bible continually speaks of um, that talks about um, really just the, the highest really the highest experience of human flourishing and human happiness, um, something that nothing else is able to provide. Um, this word blessed appears all throughout the scriptures, and it is meant to be a very deep word that, of course, our culture, as it does with most things, has just completely trashed. Um, and so the blessed life that the Bible speaks of is a blessedness that uh, really fulfills all of the things that we strive for. Um, that satisfies all those desires in our hearts um, that we long for. And the, the scriptures say that we receive that blessing from God. One way, one way that we receive that blessing from God is by offering praise to him, as this psalm says. And so there's, there's much involved when we gather as a people. Uh, there isn't much involved in this, in this 10.15 on Sunday morning thing. We, we try to do a lot of things together 
when we gather. Um, and so we, we, we stand at the same time, right? Uh, and we always obviously give permission uh, and, and, and uh, just a peace to those who are unable to stand in that moment. But overall, we, we stand together at the same time. We, we come to the table together at one time. We, we sing together. We sing the same songs. We don't just have, not everybody's just kind of in their personal little Jesus moment. We all sing songs together. We put the words on the screen so that we can sing in one voice um, our praises to the Lord. And we, again, as we come to the table, we take the bread and the cup together. Uh, we do those in sequences in which we um, exemplify the unity and the harmony of what the people of God are intended to strive for. And so we don't view any of, again, we don't view any of those means of grace as, as moments of uh, private me and Jesus time. Um, that, you know, that you just kind of got what, what you're doing over here and I can go do this thing over here whenever I want. No, what we do when we come together, as the psalm kind of concludes here in showing us, is that we, we are doing things that God has called us to do together. And so I want us to see and understand from this psalm that one of the things it's highlighting is that the gathering of the people of God is among, is, is among the places where the enemy is virtually powerless, is virtually powerless because of what we do together as a body. Think, about, think of all the ways the enemy seems to attack you throughout the week. Um, I don't know what that is for you. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, just like, maybe it's, it's anger, maybe it's temptation in, in different ways. Maybe it's, it's all the, the onslaught of the attacks of the enemy. And, and often the setting for those things is what? Is isolation. Um, are, are moments where I'm kind of left up to my own devices and left to how am I going to figure this thing out. But what the scriptures will tell us is that this moment, that this gathering as we bless the Lord and we receive blessing from him is a moment where the enemy is virtually powerless against this. And it's a, a beautiful thing. And so we operate as one body here. In fact, that's indicated in verse 3. Look what verse 3 says. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. And so verse 3, the group, however many people are in this group, are referenced as the singular you, right? Now, we understand that in the language, it's talking about you all, or as a few years ago, we did the series that no one will ever forget called y'all. Remember that one? Uh, because when the Bible speaks of you, um, it's never just I won't say never, it is very rarely, and, and particularly in the instance of the, of the Psalms of Ascent, it's not just talking to you or to me, it's talking to us, what the people of God do in the world that sets the people of God apart. And man, when we think about what the people of God do together, we think, man, the enemy just doesn't have a whole lot of hope. Unless, like we see in Psalm 133, division becomes among us, and we see that in the New Testament as well. There are ways in which the enemy does try to thwart uh, what God wants us to see here. And so let's read this psalm together again. Uh, just three short verses. We may read this more than once today, but it says, Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place. And bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. You see the, the word bless shows up three times in that. There's three verses, and we have bless three times. Uh, we've talked a lot about before that repetition is important, right? If we tell our kids something more than once, um, not only as a way to correct them, but as a way to instruct them, what we are saying to them is very important and significant. And so this psalm gives us 
uh, three uses of blessing. And so, again, as we think about what the people of God are doing and the way that this psalm concludes, it's important for us to realize that they are doing this as a people and that there is order in which the people come together and bring praise to the Lord so that they may receive blessing from him. Paul opens Colossians with a rich doxology. Colossians chapter 1, verses 50. You don't have to turn there. We're not going to read all of it. Uh, We may read some of that at the end of our service today. But right in the middle of chapter 1 in Colossians, Paul goes on one of the most beautiful little, I don't know what we want to call it, for lack of a better word, tangents, um, holy tangents about the preeminence of Christ. Um, and who Christ is, who Jesus is, why he is so awe-inspiring, why he is so worthy of all of our praise. But look what Paul does later in Colossians. And by the way, this is a common pattern throughout the epistles of Paul, where he will begin with deep, rich theological truths, and then the back half of these epistles are often practical ways in which we live together as the body. And so our theology, our doctrine, is not disconnected from our fellowship with one another. Our, 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 the, gospel, the way that some people put it is our gospel doctrine leads to a gospel culture. Um, that the, the doctrine of the gospel that we have as a church leads to a particular kind of culture and a particular kind of people within our church. And so Paul opens this Colossians with the preeminence of Christ, and by the end of it, he is showing us how this, this reality plays itself out through the common means of teaching, admonishing, singing, and, and, and then corporate thankfulness, that we do all of these things in thankfulness. And so what we do as a people when we experience his presence in a, in a unique way is we offer praise to God, and the psalm tells us that it blesses God. Have you ever thought about the fact that what you do here, what we do as a people, is a blessing to God? God is obviously worthy of what we do here, right? God is worthy of our prayer. God is worthy of our songs. God is worthy of our devotion and our commitment. Amen? But this passage tells us that it is actually a blessing to God, that God experiences blessing. And in the same chapter, it tells us that just as God is blessed, that when we praise him and he is blessed, that God in turn blesses us. Man, what a beautiful little dance that we got going here with the Lord. Amen? And so it's just a, a, a beautiful thing. And so, again, this psalm tells us that through blessing him, the Lord uniquely blesses us. I'm just going to kind of keep saying that simple line. When you got three verses in a chapter, it's like, okay, you know, what? especially when three verses that kind of say the same thing and uses the same word, it's like we can't stay away from this word blessing. And so this psalm tells us that through blessing the Lord, the Lord uniquely blesses us. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. We can go back to, Ephesians, or we can go back to Colossians chapter 2, verse 5, and this is an interesting thing because um, this verse says that God made heaven and earth. God made heaven and earth. And so God created, as, as we talk about often, God created things in an orderly fashion. God chose days in which he created things, and he created things in an order, in a particular kind of order. And when it was done, he said it is fin- it is, it, he rested. He rested, and it was complete. And so there is order that, in which we operate together as a church. And so Colossians 2.5 says, For though I am absent in body, Yet I am with you in spirit, 
rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. And so Paul speaks of, when Paul speaks of order here, he's not talking about some abstract reality. He's, he's, he's not talking about an abstract reality, but he's, he is talking about the way in which people both conduct themselves within the church and the order in which the church structures its practices. He's, he's looking in at the church of, in, Col- in Colossae, and he sees the order in which they are doing things. This morning I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter, I believe, 14, and Paul there again uh, gives instruction on order in the church. Order in the church and the way that we operate and the way that we do things, the way that we kind of function as a body, the way that we move and the way we stand when we sing and the way that we uh, respond to, the, to this is the reading of God's word, praise be to God. All of those things are things which bring a blessing up to the Lord. I, I took my boys to see the air show. Anybody go to the air show this year? It was a madhouse. I'm the only crazy one that did it. Okay. Um, I took my boys to see the air show this year, um, this past summer, and when I saw the orderliness and the uniformity of the blue angels, I didn't think, gee, how legalistic of them, right? <laughs> I didn't see the, the order and the way in which those... No, what it did is it actually sent me down the YouTube rabbit hole of watching tons of blue angels videos. Like, how do they do this? How do they accomplish the thing that they are accomplishing? And so, no, it was, it was something. The order and the, 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 the way in which they... They were uniform with one another, um, was something to behold. It was something to, to look at and to be awed by. And the order, that, the order that Paul speaks of here is something similar. He looks inside the church and he doesn't see chaos. He, he sees that, that the, the, the Lord blesses us from Zion and, and the Lord made heaven, but not only did he make heaven, he made earth. He made the earth as well. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of old, old thought on on how do we view like, like our body. One, one, I was talking to, to the guys this morning. I told them I wasn't even going to use this example. But, but some people believe, and some people have historically believed, that, that our bodies are essentially just a carrying case for our brain. That, that you know, our bodies are no good, and that what we do with our life and what we do with, with, our, um, with, with our, our lives as followers of Jesus is of no significance. But this psalm tells us that God is both maker of heaven and of earth. In fact, Romans 12, that which we read this morning for our call to worship, that's why we read this for our call to worship, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so I, I believe that some of what this psalm points us to, the, the, the ways in which these people are blessing God and, and the way that they are, they are being blessed from God by offering praise to God, um, is through the ordinary practices of seeking the presence of God through, through singing, through prayer, through the hearing of the word, through the ordinances. Those are all ways in which God is blessed and ways in which we receive blessing from him. Church, at today, as we approach the table and as you are handed the cup and the bread, I hope that what is ringing through your mind is I am being blessed by God. I am receiving a blessing. I am coming to the table to be blessed 
by him. And, and this symbol is a way for us to be reminded of the ways in which he blesses us. I hope that as we sing these songs, and those of you who may be, may be weaker in your faith, or those who may be grieving, or those who may feel like you just need someone to hold you up, I hope that Colossians chapter uh, 4 speaks very applicably to your situation. Uh, that those around me are addressing me in psalms and songs and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts, and that we would realize that I am being blessed by the Lord through the people who are around me. That's the whole backdrop of the Psalms of Ascent. It's a people going from one place to another to experience the presence of God, and as a result, receiving and experiencing the blessing from God by offering praise to God. And it's just a a beautiful picture. And so we view today, what we do today, what we do every Sunday as a vital vital blessing for what the Lord has prepared for us in the week ahead. We see that in the the benediction nature of this psalm. This psalm almost reads like a benediction. You know what a benediction is? A blessing as you go. Um, And so this psalm almost reads as a benediction. I'm going to read it again. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. That's the kind of Lord that we are receiving blessing from, the Lord who made heaven and earth. It is 0% accident. You hear that? 0%. Not like 0.10, not 0.20, not 0.001. It is a 0% accident that both in the midst of despair of Psalm 121 and in the rejoicing of Psalm 134 of of the Lord's great blessing, we find that the Lord who made heaven and earth. So in the lowest of lows of Psalm 121, of the great despair, and in this moment of great rejoicing, who is being called upon? The the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so I want to just encourage us and comfort us with this reality. That God, as the creator of heaven, ought to show us God's ability to bless us with all that he's promised. Hey, if God created the heavens, do you think that he is capable and able to fulfill his promise of blessing you when you offer praise to him? Yes. I'll just speak for you. Yes. He might not warm you up, even though you're very cold right now. Sorry about that. I'm hot, so I had to crank down the air conditioners. The thermostats are here, so if we want to fight over them the whole time, you can go for it. Um, So God is the creator of heaven, shows us God's remarkable ability to bless us with all that he has promised. And God, as the maker of earth and the fact that his son Jesus dwelled among us on the earth, ought to show us God's desire to bless us. So God is the maker of heaven, shows his ability. God is the maker of earth, and the earth being a major place in which, uh, a major means through which he redeemed mankind by sending his son to this earth, shows us that God, God not only has the ability to bless us when we offer him praise, God has the great desire to dwell among his people, as John chapter 1 says, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so if there's any doubt left in your mind about God's ability and desire to bless us, then just have your eye on the fact that the crown achievement of God's blessing to mankind is Jesus Christ, his son. 
his son Jesus. That is the, the crown achievement and the icing on, not even, I don't know, it's the, it's the bowl, the ice cream, the whipped cream, and the cherry. It's, it's, it's the ice cream store. It's all of it. I, I'm trying to think. It's the, it's the city that the ice cream store is in and the state that the, of the city that the ice cream store is in. You get, you get what I'm saying? The, the crown achievement and God's great proof to us of his blessing Maybe ice cream doesn't resonate with you. It does to me because I haven't eaten. My kids, we went out for ice cream yesterday, and I abstained. I was like the, I was like the, the, the dud dad that just didn't join in on the party. And so ice cream's on my mind. You can insert whatever you would like there. Um, thanks. So the, I digress. I should have digressed a long time ago. I, I, I guess I haven't digressed. But you want, if we want to see the crown achievement... And the, and the highest proof of, of God's ability and desire to bless us look no further than his son Jesus, who he sent to this earth so that we could be a remade, reborn, redeemed people. The salvation that Jesus offers and provides is a key blessing. It is the blessing of God and his desire and his ability to give us blessing. The scriptures say that in Christ, all the promises of God find their yes. All the promises of God find their yes in Christ. Man, hallelujah. And so as we, you know, as we conclude these Psalms of Ascent, and then as we dig into John chapter 14 and 15 over the next two weeks, uh, Thomas and Jordan are going to walk, walk us through a few verses of the, the two uh, chapters, John 14 and 15, before we jump back into Matthew. We will see that Jesus makes some really big promises in those two chapters of John 14 and 15, such as the promise of, it's hard for some of us to understand because remember, we still kind of got that hashtag blessed mentality and we don't have that full picture of what the blessed life really is, that, that fully satisfied life. And so, so what Jesus says in John 14 and 15 is confusing to some of us because of our own limited limitation. Um, the thing that Jesus says a couple of times in those two chapters is, ask whatever you will in my name and it will be given. Whatever you ask in my name, I will give to you. And I just remember thinking like, really? Is he, is he being for real here? Well, Jesus in, in that context is speaking about the blessing of the Holy Spirit, the blessing of the Spirit of God. And that as we align our hearts with the Father and ask for the things that God desires to give us, we are blessed with those things as our hearts are aligned with him. Let's stand and I want to read one verse of Scripture together that will kind of segue from this psalm into our next two weeks in John 14 and 15, Psalm chapter 37, verse 4. It's hard to read just one verse of a psalm, so we're not. We're going to read seven. We're going to read 37 verses 1 through 7. And... Um, I'm going to kind of focus in on verse 4. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, 
and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. I want to read verse 4 again. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Father, we thank you for these great and very sure promises that we have from you, um, declared to us in your word, proven to us by your son. Um, And and Lord, we thank you that, um, as Hebrews chapter 1 says, that there were were days in which you spoke through prophets, and there were days through which you spoke through, through different means. Um, but, but as Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says, that in these last days you have spoken to us by your Son, whom you appointed as the heir of all things, through whom also you created the world. Thank you, Lord, for your Son. Thank you for the way that your Son, Jesus, shows us uh, your immense power, your immense ability, and your immense desire to draw near to us for making a way for us to draw near to you and for assuring us, not based on what we do or our own righteousness or our own works, but assuring us um, through the, the sure sacrifice of what Christ has done through his obedience, through his death on the cross, through his resurrection. And we have that beautiful, blessed assurance today through Christ. And Lord, I pray that if there is one in here who does not know you, uh, who has not come to faith in your son, Jesus, that Lord, you would use these psalms of ascent to just show the, the power um, and, the, and the majesty and the grace that you have for us um, and the way in which you have pursued and achieved um, presence with us so that we could be in your presence. And we, uh, again, just proclaim um, that that is through the, through the perfect life, death, and resurrection of your son, Jesus. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.